Welcome to episode 35 of This Old Deck. I sit down with Mike France and we talk about what it takes to run an event. Enjoy. Exactly. So like, so like if I don't, dude, if I don't, I know that you work at a print shop, correct? But like if I don't set an alarm, I like would sleep through, I would not make it to work. I wouldn't have time to get stuff done. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I start work at 5 a.m. Yeah. So, yeah, like, it, the alarm has to be on or... Nope, nobody, like, in a normal... Um, being a normal human being, nobody wakes up at 4 o'clock. Nobody. No, 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 no. And, like, it's to the point now where, like, even on a... Like, I only work three days a week, right? Because I just work longer shifts. But the... Like, my cats are so fucking used to getting up at, like, 4.45 that even, like, on a non-work day, I have to get up at 4.45 to feed them because there's five of them. And they will, like, come in the room and be like, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, I know it's it's 5.46, but, like, I normally I normally get fed at 5.45. I just want to let you know what time it is. Like, dude, that every day. Every fucking day. Luckily, luckily like, I get, I get up at, like, 4.20, 4 4.15, 4 4.20. And uh, my wife will get up at 6.30. So, like, um, occasionally our, our, our old dog would be impatient and need to go out at that time. But our new yep. dog just doesn't care. We'll wait for mom because mom is the world to him. So You, you lucked out. I grew up with dogs. Um, and, like, those dogs were, like, just as regimented. Like, they were like, we got to get up. We got to go eat. We got to go out. Well, yeah, but um, it, it, it's yeah. mom that's doing it. And it's not me, so I can squeak out of the house and be done. Yeah, yeah, you, you've lucked out. You've lucked out on this pro- on this proposition. Yeah, uh, introduce yourself because otherwise I will not. Uh, and you know a little bit about yourself, I guess. Um, I'm Mike France, uh, old order, old school. Um, I started to organize events because my schedule was too erratic to actually attend anything else anybody plans. So that's <laughs> that, there. It is. Yeah, that's, that's kind it. of the topic for today, which is like talking about organizing events. I was actually, uh, I just drove back from Portland. I was just talking to Cam, who's also, he organizes events out here on the West Coast for the Horde guys. And he, I don't care, it's probably, he doesn't care about talk, but they have like a Lord's House type event going down next weekend. And I was just trying to like talk him, I was like talking through his logistics for that. But um, yeah, let's we, talk about the logistics, considering we have an event coming up, or by we, I mean you. Um, logistic wise and like, private events like what cam's about to do like a lord's house thing old yeah. order just did one in august um it'll be the third one we did um, where so, do you where do you guys go because I, I mean i'm familiar with the area do you guys have a place where you've like got it staked out or um so this is the third year that we've done it in a row and we have done a different place every single time okay um my thing is i hate cities i hate all you people from cities just saying you know. yeah absolutely <laughs> you know, i get it uh, understood I, you know, I get anxiety. The little bit of anxiety that I do get comes from going to a city, city, traveling, not being able to, you know, just, you know, shoulder to shoulder people, public transit, all that stuff. It, it's it's for the birds. Um, so the the events that the private events that we throw for old order guys is we get out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Uh, so the this this place I. I'm going to write a report, which is simply okay, just going to be a photo, a photo dump. But since nobody knew it, knew it happened, it doesn't matter how long it takes me to do it. Right. Uh, 100%. <laughs> uh, so the, this last place that we went, 
um, needed GPS coordinates to, to where the how the building is located that we're going to go to. You had to drive through a creek. Yes, good, good. And uh, yeah, there was nobody around for miles. It was absolutely beautiful. <clears throat> but that's the kind of places that I like to go if we're going to do like a retreat type of a thing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like Chalice where Chalice is its own thing. There's no cell reception. You are just in the woods. Yes. But everything's and, taken care of. And I didn't I didn't get to go this year. It just happened last weekend. I I believe yep. Mr. Manalakis was there, so I think he's probably gonna do something about that. But dude, I missed a hell of an event. I, I don't want to give away any of the stuff that happened, but like I got pictures and stuff. And I was like, fuck, I should have just I should have <laughs> sucked down the PTO and just gone, but yeah, I, I had I had an idea for uh, Urza's ante like six months ago. I sent it to Jeff, and I was like, "Hey, this is a cool idea." He's like, "Dude, you are you coming to Chalice?" I'm like, no. He's like, "All right, let me send you what we're doing." And like, yeah. it was like, you know, just like head explode. The format's gonna be awesome. I can't wait for these guys to experience it. And then I just gotta like bite my tongue until like all this stuff's released. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, I don't want to. Like, I wasn't there, so I don't want to ruin it. But man, I was like. Like, I'm not very good at, like, uh, like at Urza's Ante, right? Like, the whole, like, draft building. I, I'm terrible. I'm fucking terrible at it. But it would. it's just fun to, like, go watch the guys who are good at it be good at it. Yes. Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there, like, listening to your podcast. I think I'm the same type of player and deck builder as you are. Like, I, I, you know, I can net deck and tweak a deck a little bit. But, like, I'm not a good player. And I'd rather just cast fun cards so it doesn't look like I'm not as good a player as people may think I am. You know? <laughs> yeah, like I need the deck as a crutch, right? Like I need it to like fucking get me through because I'm not going to get a deck through. Like it's not going to work in reverse. Yeah, you can't make a creative deck and neither can I and then expect to like pull a 50% win rating. Like I'll, I'll, no, I'll just no, tank, no, no. I'll just tank a, a, a complete homebrew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, I tried it for one derby and I was like, I'll never do this again. Like it was... Terrible for me. It was terrible for all my opponents. <laughs> like the um, okay. So let's talk your upcoming event slash how like your thought process framework. I guess is probably a better way of saying it on yeah, yeah, building so events, right? Okay, so let's get back to this topic of building events. And I will press a press this whole thing is that I was just over at my dad's, like I I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I definitely already had several beers while I was over at my dad's, and now I'm going to come Good. back to this. I'm loosey-goosey, and I'll just rattle and rattle. So feel free to just stop me at any point. No, no, we're good. We're good. Okay. Um, so anyway, so the idea of planning a, an event, which is what we're here for, right, is like, what are the details you need to work out, feel out? And so um, the first thing that I wanted to do when I started, like, wanting to plan an event is just you know what what's the idea what's the premise what do you want to do yeah. um, a mission statement if you will a mission statement yeah what's the plan of attack and then go for it um then i think the so like anybody can be like oh yeah i want to throw an old school event well what's the theme what are yep. you going to do and we don't necessarily have to be like the wives and and you know a 16 year old girl that's going to throw a very themed you know birthday party or whatever but we still like the little tie-ins of what the theme is going to be. Um, but I think um, too many thoughts going through my head at the same time. That's but, okay. I, I got some stuff for you here. 
Yeah, the, go ahead. So, Sorry, like, thrash, thrash, bash is a, thrash Bash is a good example, right? Loosely okay. tied to a movie that nobody's seen except for Dave, right? Like, yeah. like, guaranteed. Like, nobody's seen this movie. And, uh, like, and Brian Limbaugh. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're the only two dudes who probably, who even own a copy of that movie, probably can't even, like, find it on, like, YouTube or anything. Like, yeah. that's, I think, a good theming. Like, to me, it's like, uh, how do you differentiate between a get together, like just like a, a Wednesday night meetup or a weekend meetup and an event. And I think you have like, and you're right. It's like an idea. So not this upcoming event, but your last event was an any event, right? Where you use like card kingdom pricing. Like you went over it on Brian's podcast. So I don't want to like retread on it too much, but like, that's an idea, right? That gets people showing up. Like that's something different than just, Hey, let's meet on a Saturday, drink some beers and play some cards. Right. And just scale instead of scaling up, we're scaling up, but with a new idea. Okay, but I don't think I can get there without um, first doing a decent event. So um, let's let's now rewind before my That's first. That's a good point. Yep. Before my first GloryCon, um, I had just gotten into old school. Um, I think I got into old school in 2018. I bought some eBay, you know fourth edition revised you know goblin goblin balloon brigades and started building a red deck and i and i then i found out that eternal weekend was a thing and went to um the first eternal or that eternal weekend in 2018 the month before i ended up buying a ruby and a, a chaos orb and then it just it just snowballed from there realizing the kind of people that come out for old school was just awesome and then I was just like salivating along with uh, Levi, uh, a friend of mine, John, just like, all right, what's what is the next what is the next event we can get to? Um, we ended up going to the Bearded Dragon, I think, in December, which uh, Paul De Silva was ended ended up being there, and he was playing his all alpha deck, unsleeved. Oh yeah. Um, so like you know, you know, just pinpointing points in time from all these podcasts, like, okay, then that happened. Um, and then just trying to look at the calendar, like what I can go to and everything that was going on, I just couldn't get, get to because of the crazy work schedule that you and I work. Like you might work three days, three days a week, but it's, you're working every other weekend or, you know, rotating yeah, yeah. and it, it's just hard to go to things. And it, so I was like, all right, I think I want to host an event now. Um, so that I can pick the date that this event is and, you know, see who all will show up. Um, and I think anybody can just do that. Even, even if it's just a bar meetup, like, Hey, I'm going to do a bar meetup. And to your point, what is the difference between a bar meetup and an event? And I think when you are the first, when you're throwing it for the first time, everybody is just going to treat it like a bar meetup. This is a nobody that's just trying to get people together. How do we take him seriously? And that came down to that that first year of uh, promoting and just being a whore to just roll this out to the people to the point where um, that eternal weekend in uh, 2019, I dressed up in a Civil War costume. And everybody that I had met locally gave them a stack of business cards to like, hey, all of your opponents, you're going to give a business card to, and you're going to invite them to this stupid event called GloryCon. I have one of those, dude. I, I, I still, I'll, I'll find it. I still, I think I still have it down in my like drawer of shit. But yeah, 
I'm, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I felt it was weird being dressed up in that, you know, crazy getup that I actually went to Gettysburg to purchase from some uh, yes. <laughs> uh, reenactor place. But like it got the point across that, no, guys, I am for real. This event is going to happen. Like you're going to want to come. And then it can't, it also like building up to that event. There's a little bit of backstory to that. I, I, I can rewind a little bit more. Sure. But once I started trying to get that first event rolling and then I started getting people to actually buy tickets, I was like, all right, I got to reward these people for you know, just stepping up to a new organizer to just, you know, thank you for, for that. So just trying to make the best event that I possibly could, you know? Um, so then that led into what the swag would end up being and, and the, the glory con card, the, the, the swords, the plowshares and stuff like that. Like literally a legendary card too. Cause I believe I could be wrong, but I believe it's the only proxy card allowed to be played in derbies is the glory con swords, the plowshares could be wrong about that i don't think i am though yeah i nobody bats an eye at planet and nobody I, it actually like anytime i've seen them like post on discord they're immediately bought yeah um, i haven't seen i haven't i i have not seen any up in a long time i saw one two years ago i want to say i think i i gave jeff mangus um five quote artist proofs you know just i think it was like 95 96 97 98 you know through 100 and i think he still has probably three or four of them so he's a grumpy old man he probably still does have them yeah 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 and 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 he's got a price in his head that's what they're worth and he'll just yep. keep them because whatever you know he doesn't care guy. yeah like, he doesn't give a <laughs> shit like i know yeah. like the um how so you have the idea and you you've gotten motion on like selling tickets how the, i think when i talk to like people like uh sean Sullivan, uh cam other other guys who are trying to like make events dave out in uh in new mexico how did you find a location now i know we we are from the same place so i know of the dobbin house i've known of it since i was like three years old like just because of where i physically lived at but like how did you get an event location that uh fit your budget like you know you know what i mean like that seems to be the hardest thing for people to do that is the hardest thing at least on my end now I say that's the hardest thing on my end because I've done a couple events, but like the things that I think people don't realize is like, there are a lot of other hard things to do, like parking, lodging, uh, the drink situation, the, the food situation, purchasing prizing, uh, handout cards, the actual tournament source, um, software, the, the match slips, like all those little tiny things build up to like a fully detailed package on, on what you want your event to be. Those things just go seamless to a well-run event that aren't, aren't taken lightly. Uh, so like the DFBs of the world um, have that stuff. It's second nature. You don't, you don't even think about all those things that just happens. Yeah. They're planners. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, so the venue thing for anybody that's seasoned or wants to do an event, it's the price of a venue, like what you said, the alcohol situation. And I actually, honestly, like anytime we go out, I ask, I was like, Hey, what's, huh. what's this? What's that? I, I found a sweet, 
I got invited to a uh, a bridal shower thing about four months ago. It's in the middle of nowhere, Spring Grove. You may know where that that's at. I do. It's like, I do know where Spring Grove is at. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, you can't see anything except woods. Yeah, it's just like a uh, post office. Is like the the street. It's not <laughs> even like a. It's not even like a like a. There's not a cross street. It's just like, like yeah. last, I, we're talking twenty plus years, but like literally a post office, like one building to the right of it, and that was it. Yeah, it, it's a street, and there's a paper mill there, and that's about it. There's a school yeah. over here. Yeah, it's it's all it's all backwoods shit. Uh, but there's there's a there's an old country club there, and we went there for a the bridal shower. Uh, and I was talking to the lady, and I was like, I I know she's not going to spend a fortune for a place like this. It was a very very nice place. And I was like, I hope you don't mind me asking, but like she she ha- she only had it for the evening. I was like, how much did this cost? And she's like, oh yeah, it was like five hundred dollars for the evening. I'm like the whole evening, the whole day. They didn't there, do anything. Yeah, else. like no minimum, like on alcohol. Crazy. Yeah, and she's like, oh yeah, and and there's, you know, I could bring in all my own alcohol, I could bring in my own food. Like that's the dream situation. So you're always just asking around at these venues to try to find that best place. And it's not really cost effective when you start getting into cities and you know, just just looking at venues to try to find. It's it's very, very hard. That's why a lot of them end up being in like, I know the the Philly guys did the balance in like a church basement. It's perfect. You know, they didn't mind what was going on and it's, and it's cheap. Dave's got a super sweet spot up in Boston. He's got a good deal. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's got a good deal. And, 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 uh, uh, Mario is just thrilled with the amount of alcohol sales that they do. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Correct. Yes. Um, so the idea when I first started spinning an event, I was just looking at my local community center. Um, I, I could get that dirt cheap, I think like 250 bucks for five hours, whatever. I'd figure out food, I'd figure out my own alcohol, but like who the hell is going to come out to, you know, middle of nowhere without any kind of lodging within 30 minutes. So then that got steered towards, well, what what is a good place that does have lodging for people that might want to travel? And we steered towards Gettysburg. And then, oh, well, if I'm going to do Gettysburg, I'm going to do the Dobbin House because that's just a landmark thing. That's what I wanted to happen. And when I talked to them, uh, they were willing to do it in the off season. And so then that's when the price got reasonable. Yeah, I don't think there's any way you do that in spring or fall. Like there's yeah, and and I've even talked about moving that into into the summertime, and they were like, there, there's there's no way because no. they literally will schedule bus tours. They will unload a bus, feed them all in that room, get them out. Thirty minutes later, there's another bus. They make yeah, them. that's their money. That's their money yeah. season. And over fist, yeah. I should also re-mention for those of you who are not from the Gettysburg, from like um, the Cumberland Valley, uh, the whole like dressing up in like Civil War regalia, there's more than one shop in Gettysburg that does it. Like, it's a thing people do. So don't think that anybody's weird in here for having dressed up as a Civil War soldier. That is strictly a South Central Pennsylvania thing that you've, only me and you have probably thought about. Like, <laughs> people people from, like, Antietam don't dress up and, like, go, like, talk about Civil War shit, right? But in yeah. Gettysburg, that shit's fucking normal. Like, that's something you do in middle school and stuff, like. Yeah, that, that 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 is true. Yeah, there there's the annual uh, middle school uh, field trip to Gettysburg to yes. see people. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just for like people not from 
the valley for lack of a better term um yeah okay and you picked out Dobbin House, which obviously makes sense because A, it's large enough to hold an event in, and B, it's uh, the, like the history behind it. I mean, you can just Google it. The the bottom like integral with regards to the Civil War slash the Battle of Gettysburg. So yeah, yeah, us, yeah. us as guys don't need too many like on theme points, but it's really nice when they all just connect like a chain, right? And, and it just works. Um, so that was the goal spot, and it just happened to work out that the price is right. Um, and I and I think that's uh, like a lot of people have held events in breweries. I think Sean's last event the, last summer was in a brewery. The Friday was a uh, Friday was at a brewery, and then Saturday, where did we play Saturday? It was at a different location, but they were like close to each other. Saturday we played at the actual like Swedish, Swedish club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But breweries. Again, you know, we're dudes. We don't need something fancy. No. But being able to just find a place that's cheap and has alcohol, that's that's the, you know, the check marks. That's what they are. Um, yeah. <clears throat> that's the hardest thing. And you just you just ask around for venues everywhere you go. Just, just ask, what did this cost? I've been trying to find something in Amish country for three years to do in the summertime where like you can actually see like cornfields and Amish like horse and buggies and stuff. And all those venues are just crazy expensive. Have uh, we could talk offline about this, but have we, have you talked to some of the families about that? Like, um, I'm sure there's a family or two that would be willing to look the other way to let some middle-aged men come out to the field. Well, I would go that route, but I don't want, a bunch of middle-aged men sitting in a barn, not air-conditioned. That's the, that's yeah. The, in the summer, that might be a tough one. But turn, yeah. turn the fans on. It's Joe. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can still throw that event, and if only 15 of us come, like it is what Dude, it I'll, is. I'll go sweat it out in some farmer's field. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <clears throat> but a lot, a lot of those big venues are air-conditioned. Then all of a sudden, they're a wedding venue, and then the price just goes from $500 to five grand. It's it, it's pretty stupid. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. That's a tough one. I like, um, so my wife's from Ephrata, so knows a lot of, like, I know enough people out, well, I used to know enough people out there. I was like, oh, that shouldn't be that big of a problem. But then you're like, right, like, there's no air conditioning, not in any of the, like, working barns, unless you, like, it's literally, like, a event space. Didn't think about it. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so your wife's from Ephrata, how, how did you guys get to the West Coast? Uh, my wife works in finance, so she took a job out here and I just moved with her cause it's easy for my job to move the, uh, so we were, we met at Shippensburg. Okay. For those of you who are unaware, Shippensburg is a college, it's part of the college system of Pennsylvania. So it's equivalent in my mind of like a university of Texas at a and or like, uh, or like at Arlington or at San Antonio, right? Like it's. There's Shippensburg, uh, there's IUP, there's Millersville, they're, and they're all state schools, and they're all basically the same shit. It's just like, which one is closest to your hometown? That's what I went to. Uh, I met my wife at that school, and then uh, I went off and did Army stuff, and she we soon we soon followed and figured it out. What Army stuff did you kind of do? Uh, it was an artillery officer. So, um, you know the National Guard unit that's in Carlisle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my neighbor actually worked at the barracks up there. 
Bingo. So I used that's a uh, first 108th Field Artillery Headquarters Battalion. I use when I first joined, like uh, to because I joined like during the surge, and so instead of going through ROTC, I went to basic training, came back, did like one training course with ROTC, and then commissioned as an officer, uh, and then went on active duty because they needed basically everybody on active. But as long as you were breathing without a federal crime, you were going to go on to active duty. And like, depending on the federal crime, you could still get on active duty, right? Like it was not tough. Uh, and then rode that out for about 10 years where we moved around a bunch, but I still keep in, not keep in touch, but I still follow a bunch of guys who are part of that unit or got out and still kind of live in the area. So. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. My, uh, my youngest brother, he's, uh, he's special forces in the army. Um, nice. So he, he, he did the, um, he went out to school in Philadelphia through the ROTC program and then yep. jumped into uh, special forces. And he's, he's currently in Savannah at the moment uh, doing, doing his shit. Yep. Yep. Good place to be in Savannah. The, so Philadelphia, if, I mean, this is 20 plus years ago, but um, that is the headquarters for the five, six striker brigade, which is like the brigade uh, that is within Pennsylvania. So a couple unique things about Pennsylvania is that we're like the only uh, state that has like an entire division's worth of National Guard inside the like state border, basically. Like other states, they'll combine states to like make a division, right? Um, Pennsylvania, for whatever reason, it's probably just like a cultural thing. Like you can, there are like literally two brigades worth of like National Guard people inside Pennsylvania. It's it's like a not something that is very common at all like i don't even think california does it we actually have at our work several people that are in national guard and like they have to be like oh hey you know i'm 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 active right now so like i'm i'm just gone for the next you know week or two weeks yeah. or whatever it is yeah, yeah. And... Little, little annual training time where they go fucking waste money in the woods it's a good time <laughs> that's, right. that's right smoking cigs in the woods the uh <laughs> Well, dude, I'll talk to you about that all the time. The so I'm gonna get back to the event slightly, and then we'll get way off topic. But the for your first GloryCon, what friction points did you run into, like either right like day of stuff during before? Like, what are the like traps that fell upon you that others could avoid? Okay, so let's see. Um, um, when I was doing my first GloryCon, I. I re I reached out to DFB. I was like, I think this was. No wait, let me let me backtrack a little bit. I announced I'm gonna do this GloryCon event. We came up with this grand idea, had a couple tie-ins, so we had a theme, and then we rolled it out. Then we just promoted the crap out of this thing. You know, no matter how ridiculous I looked dressed at Eternal Weekend, and then. Um, it's like, all right, now we need to work out some of the details of people that are actually going to come into town from out of town, um, you know, possibilities of where they could stay, uh, uh, parking situation. It's it's Gettysburg. It's, it's not a big deal. There's always street parking. There's always a parking lot somewhere. Yeah, it's not too bad. In, in the summer, it's terrible. But like in the winter, not a problem. Right, right. But but like if you're if you're in some other city, that's a big concern is where, where, where are these people going to park? Um, so I kind of got those things lined up and then, uh, and then I reached out to DFB and I was like, I think I have things in my head of what, you know, might be my snafus. What, what did you worry about? 
what are things that you need to do? Um, and one of the things that he said was it's, it's tables and the size of tables. Oh God, dude. Yeah, you're right. Fuck. Yes. I've been to events where the tables are either really small or too big. You're right. There's also venues that have, that just are usually just like weddings and they'll just have eight foot rounds. Rounds. Yep. Eight foot rounds. You can't, you can't play magic on those. Um, so, so I'm pretty sure Dave just like always plans on renting tables every single time to make sure the tables are correct. Um, the Dobbin house actually had that, you know, this, they had like three by three tables Yep. that they just line up in rows and we could move them wherever we needed to, uh, create aisleways wherever it, w- it was a good situation there. Um, I have a list of, I think, you know, nobody prepares for anything, but I just pulled up uh, things. I think this is the first Loricon. Yeah, it is. Um, so if you got people from out of town, what are you going to do the night before? Like find a place to go yeah. hang out. Just go find a bar. doesn't have, it, have to be anything special. But something that we did run into when we were looking for a Friday night place is actually go ask around to the places. Um, and we actually realized this when Levi, Levi and I, Levi is always my, um, my devil on my shoulder. He's always the naysayer of things, um, which I definitely need that because I'm the positive guy. Everything will work out in my head. You know, I, I, I need the negative Nan, Nelly to just tell me, no, 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 no that's not going to work. <laughs> um, and I love him for that. Uh, but when we start, first started talking to the Dobbin, Dobbin house, I was like, oh, yeah, hey, we're going to we're going to play cards. And they were like, no, you can't play cards. Because there is a weird law in Pennsylvania yes, that playing gambling. cards is gambling. And if there's gambling happening, you can't sell alcohol. Yes, because that's why riverboats happen in Pennsylvania now. Yes, yes, because Pennsylvania is one of the most ass-backward states for gambling and alcohol. Do you guys you know. still have Sunday blue, blue laws on Sunday? Do you, can you just buy alcohol no, on Sunday? No, they opened that up two, three years ago. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. To where like you can still, but it's like specific hours that you can actually buy it. Right. Okay. It's, um, it's but, still just bad. Yeah. <laughs> but you still can't buy alcohol, like hard alcohol anywhere. That's still only state stores. It's still state stores. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like just know your laws for alcohol. And sometimes like when you talk to a venue, they view cards as gambling. Yes, like actual playing cards, not like a child. I call it a children's card game. That usually helps. But you still over. said the word card game, and that still sets off a red flag to some managers. Intra- good, good to know. Because um, Levi and I went on a on a, a binge drinking expedition the one evening, trying to find a Friday night thing, and we were just going to every single bar in Gettysburg, and we would just get no, we're not doing that. We had we you know we have five hundred square feet of space upstairs that nobody uses anything with but you can't play cards yeah. in it because we have alcohol i mean those liquor licenses like a quarter mil a piece last time like yeah I mean, you're not risking it like <laughs> yeah and and so they don't um so when when we were talking it was we had to really smooth it over with the dobbin house to be like yes we're playing cards we are getting prizes but we doodle on them so the prizes are worth nothing and it's I actually negative really, money to come to these events. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, like ha- having to like hard sell that manager on it the first time was really hard. 
I had multiple phone conversations with him trying to explain what we did and how this was not going to affect his liquor license. <clears throat> and then after the first one, when he realized how high his alcohol sales was, um, I've been invited back ever since. So nice. Good. Good. Um, so the Friday night thing, trying to find a spot and just get it okay with the venue that you're actually going to play cards there and sell alcohol. Just know your local laws, right? Yep. Um, let's see here. Day of stuff, you know, parking rules, just very, be very clear on what the construction rules are, what your proxies are, what your reprint policies are, those kind of things. Usually, I think that's the main thing people, you know, us, us card nerds focus on is exactly what those details are. Yeah, but, but they're like be, the easiest ones to figure out, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Just just be very clear on those things. Um, deck photos. Where are you sending deck photos? Um, Talaria is a great place to just be able to upload deck photos to as long as you set things up in Talaria correctly to where your users are actually there. Uh, people have used was it Airtable before? I just prefer an email link. Just send it to me email. I can do, I can move it wherever I want from email. But some people are protective of what email they send stuff to. So just create a fake Gmail account and go from there. Smart. Okay. Uh, let's see. These big events, they're going to run for a lot of times. One of the things that I didn't want to do was I hate being hungry. I hate trying to like, Oh, I got to yep. pack beef jerky so I can play, play between rounds. No, if you're going to have a meal, um, plan a break. Let let everybody relax. We're all middle-aged men. We don't we don't need to grind, you know, forever. Just let us let us eat. Let us chill. Have a good time. But be aware of everybody's dietary needs. So just have backup plans for who's going to eat what. Uh, and and go from there. Yeah, that's that's smart. I just saw that the the let, uh, Sean's event uh, at the Swedish Club. He had multiple like they did a really good job of like catering that event. And a probably the best we would have had at an event. B multiple options, including vegetarian options, which is maybe a bigger deal on the West Coast than it is in Central Pennsylvania, but good to have for for people for sure. <laughs> Uh, grabbing another beer. Um, <laughs> real, nope, we got to pause real quick. Are those jinglings? Are those jingling loggers? No, they, no. Oh, disappointing. Um, my, my brother who's in the military, apparently jingling doesn't go across the, mil the Mississippi. Uh, that, y yes. M mostly true. Okay, mostly true. He was stationed in um, near Seattle there for a while. Definitely not out this far. For sure. Yeah, you, you you can't get it. But currently, I still I, I've got um yards IPA. Nice. Okay. All right. <clears throat> it's the one. It's like I don't really drink, but if uh, if a Casey Yingling show, like if I see a Casey Yingling, I'm like, all right, I guess we're drinking some beer tonight, boys. Like, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't even matter. It could be like a Tuesday. I'd be like, fuck it, we're doing this. Um, when my brother was stationed out there, uh, every time he moves, I help him move. And then wherever he goes, I help him. I'm basically just his bitch for just setting up the house. Yeah, so it's usually just yeah. me painting every single room in his house nonstop for a week. 
But when when he went out to Seattle, we uh we drank vitamin R. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the Rainier Rainier uh you know just generic beer out there. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I I drank multiple cases of that um that week when we did that. <laughs> Appar- apparently they are now owned by one of the big bev companies it's not they're not it's not the same rainier you may have had that's, ah, really? what I, that's what that's what i've been told i don't i can't confirm or deny but that's what i've been told uh, <laughs> and i drive by that factory fairly often it's still the same shit beer that you find in any corner of the united states oh 100 like if you rip the if you rip the labels off you'd be like it could be bud light could be rainier who i don't know who knows who knows <laughs> Genesee from the from uh, New York, whatever you know. Yeah, it's all the same. Lion's Head Light. Have you ever drank Lion's Head Light? That's a not not drink. light. I've drinking more than one Lion's Head in my day. I used to like uh, like the taste. Like you taste like copper, right? And I like that taste. Like do like uh, nostalgia co- is so weird, right? Yeah, like when I was in college, I was like I was like, hey, there's a game. Okay, if you've never had a Lion's Head, there's uh, under the caps. There's like a little game you can play. Uh, and then you flick the cap at people for fun. But the the beer tastes objectively terrible unless you like the taste of copper. And I like the taste of copper. So, dude, I used to, like, just drink them. Like, not even get drunk, but, like, drink them. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I stopped because I, like, grew up a little bit, I guess. But, yeah, I, lo- a, I love Alliance. I've never had a light, though. There, there, There's a couple of those riddles that run the caps that yep. uh, my brothers and I, um, we started collecting them and like try to figure them out and the one time we were this was before i started scouting and i it was it was i became an adult i had young kids but like the kids weren't old enough to go camping yet so my right. brothers and i all kind of got together and just did our own camping yes and uh, which is basically just get drunk in the woods for a night right yeah um so we we had some lion's head light there or lion's head and uh there was a couple riddles that we couldn't figure out and they're like symbols and things. So, yes. Uh, one of the ones was we since we couldn't figure it out, we just sounded out the the symbols, which was one of them was nice to steak sheep. Yes. And okay. that actually translated to nice to meet you. Yes. Like I had one that was like, "Will you be mine?" And there was like a B and like some yeah, like, yeah. stuff like so shit that- like that. Yeah, nice to steak sheep. So it was like a N, an ice cube, a steak, and a sheep, you know, which means you. <laughs> so yeah. so still to this day, I'll see my brothers and we'll just say, you know, nice to steak sheep and just like go about our day and, and hang out at the holiday. <laughs> Dude, there, I don't, have you ever seen, uh, for everybody listening, we're probably done talking about like actual magic stuff here for a second. Um. But have you ever seen Lion's Head like outside of the of like the Cumberland Valley? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But I thought it was like a thing. Like I thought it was like a regional type beer that like other people drank. Like if I went up to like uh, IUP to like when I was playing rugby, right? Like we would travel to other schools. Uh, they would ha- like we mostly stick to Natty because obviously that was your cheapest. Uh, like. Ha- like a keg quote unquote they're really half kegs in like real life but what we would colloquially call kegs right it's always natty ice natty light whatever was 40 bucks which was inevitably the cheapest right yeah and then sometimes lion heads would dip from like 45 to 40 and that's what would show up so <laughs> you know what i mean but i don't think i've ever seen it like outside of like the 
Pennsylvania college system. I've definitely never seen it out here. Yeah, so like the the listening audience needs to uh, tag us on Twitter and be like, oh yeah, hey, I've seen it out in uh, such and such a place. Please do. Yeah, yeah, all three, all, like all the, like Levi's listening. Levi's like, huh, oh, fuck you guys, I'm gonna tag you from Dillsburg. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> um, dude. Okay, so you go camping up at Tuckahoe, which is like right where my parents, like where I grew up, where my parents had their house. Um, did that golf course get bought out? Uh, no, that golf course is still there, and actually. Uh, golf course. Yeah, Um, My wife started working at a state farm. Okay. And that agent actually moved um, to, I think it's Rage End Road. Yes. Right there, just outside of Dillsburg after the last light. Um, they Their parking lot looks out at one of the holes. And her yes. co-worker just yesterday got hit with a golf ball. Fuck yes. Right on the windshield, <laughs> shattered the whole thing. <laughs> The golf ball still laying there and no, 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 nothing. Just, you know, yeah. that was for, for Levi still listening uh, or everybody who's not Levi still listening. Uh, Range and golf course has a road that cuts through it. And like normally like 2023, um, they'll put up nets. Dude, Range and doesn't have those fucking nets. So like you can drive <laughs> like basically between the split between the first nine and the back nine. There's a road. And I used to take that road home all the time off of 15. And that road, dude, you were guaranteed to get a hit at some point in your life. Like, <laughs> Because people who play at range in where like the like the round fee is like thirty six bucks. Like you're gonna take one to the windshield at some point. <laughs> factual, factual. Fuck. Oh man. Funny shit. Funny shit. Yeah, my the the when I was growing up, the our next door neighbor was the greens manager for for that golf course. So he used to like drive a golf cart back and forth from like our house to work. Uh, <laughs> and it was fantastic. The were there any as, uh, back to events real quick. Any like as far as like Sunday, Saturday night, closing it all out. Is there anything? Are there any booby traps there that people should avoid stepping in? You know what I mean? Uh, like, well, well, let let let's go to like actual day of stuff. Okay, I, okay. I, I think we did. I think we did like evening before stuff. Yes. Um, a little bit logistics. You know how you're getting in, into town. Where you're gonna stay. And then, so the day of, like, you just need to know when you're going to open and then who's all going to be there at the event. So if you got an, a vendor, if you have an artist, um, God bless DFB for hooking me up with Jeff Mangus. Jeff Mangus is an awesome dude. Um, initially, we weren't really going to do anything. I didn't have a budget for that stuff. And then, like, that Glory Con Swords just kind of happened. It's like, yes, this is such a good idea. I don't, I don't, I don't care what it happens to the budget. Like, we're doing it. Um, it was awesome. Um, but just know who's coming to the event and make sure they're early before your doors open. And then um, just make sure registration goes smooth. That's that's the biggest thing. People want to walk in the door, tell them your name, and then be able to just walk away and know it's taken care of. Um, if it's a smaller event, you know, 30-ish people, like, you know, just just laying it out on the clipboard and just checking people off. That's great. To where the, you know, the lobster con of, you know, 200 some people are showing up for that thing. Like you, you need to have, you know, internet going, everybody working on a Google spreadsheet, just to know who's going where the judge up front knows what's happening. Just like, there is a lot of coordination that needs to happen for a big event. Um, but but baby steps to get there, right? You just need to figure out a couple of the small things, 
And by all means, anybody that's looking to plan an event, reach out to any of the tournament organizers that love to do this stuff. While it is a big headache, there are just some of us that are just geared to organize things. It, it's just what we're wired to do. So just reach out to us. We're happy to ask, answer questions. Um, and don't be afraid of failure. That's the biggest thing. Like everybody that's gonna come to an event that's run by the community, we're all okay if things just don't go as planned, especially if it's your first time, it's fine. We're just there to drink beer and hang out with friends anyway. Cards is the last thing that most of us are even thinking about. That's exactly what I told Vexo when I went out to Vegas for their first event. I was like, dude, there are people here, there's alcohol here, it'll figure itself out. Like, yeah, you are good. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and then just, you know, get everybody registered and fire the event off, and go. Just the one thing that I can't stand is that the one thing it, it's the one thing that I can't control. It's tournament software. I was going to mention, like, uh, have a backup way of pairing people. I, every tournament yeah. I've been to, knock on wood, except for one, uh, there has been uh, tournament software issues. Uh, like, multiple different systems, too. Like, not, like, just one system. Other people, yeah. like, a bunch of other people's systems fucking up. Yeah, and just listening to reports of different tournaments that ha have happened around the area, Every single system just has some kind of bug that doesn't work. And it's the biggest fear of a tournament organizer for that to fail. It's, I have no control over it. I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, so just have a backup plan, like you said. Um, <clears throat> we, were, we had the back, we had the last Old Order Cabin event in August. And I went and I paired everything. Everything was going great. And it glitched. I didn't know what happened. It's only 16 of us. It's not a big deal. Yeah, you can figure it, math it out, yeah. Yeah, so like, just, you know, just keep drinking beer. It's four o'clock in the afternoon. You weren't going to do anything else. So I go and I reload everything, and it glitches again. I'm like, huh, that's weird. And then you just break it down, do it by hand, and, and you go on with your day. But at least have a backup plan or know that even just people attending just Relax, man. It'll happen. Just drink another beer. It's fine. <laughs> just an extra break. Just an extra break between rounds. Yeah. Um, something else to touch on with events is uh, a charity raffle. Yes. Um, and how you do this charity raffle matters too, I think. Yes. And you also have to pay attention to local laws. Ooh, local good. Laws Ooh, good point. Okay. Um, so when I did the first GloryCon, Everybody does raffle at events. I'm going to do one too. Well, it turns out like raffling is gambling in Pennsylvania. True statement. You have to have a special license. So the first one, I had no idea how to get around it. So I just said, it's not a raffle. I called it door prizes. And you could get door prize tickets if you like went over here to this table and. Yeah. The ticket man fly. and the money man are different things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, since then, um, I tried to actually work with a legitimate fire company that had a gambling license yep. and it was a mobile and gambling license, but they, they, they could not change counties again, you know, check okay. with your local laws, all that other bullshit. But 
Well, we found out that researching through Pennsylvania is that Chinese auctions are not gambling. Really? Okay. So if anybody's not familiar with Chinese auctions, it's basically, I'm, I'm just going, you're going to buy an X amount of tickets and you can place these tickets in actual specific items. Yes. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's like raffle for individual items rather than raffle. You put all the names in one to just draw whatever. Right. Again, Pennsylvania's stupid. And how the name Chinese auction doesn't mean raffle, I don't know. But that is a loophole. We can do Chinese auctions here. Just check with your local um, laws and especially what your venue's comfortable with is probably the biggest thing. <clears throat> That's a good point. The um, I like I like the raffle and I like so Sean usually has one big item that like you can like openly bid on like auction, like auction at. And then he, he also has done like the, put your tickets on the specific thing. And I think that's pretty, I like that system the most. I think that works out fairly well. Like you want to auction the big thing to like generate some, some excitement, but you can still like get people with being like, Oh, my ticket's specifically going to go towards, getting I don't know, like a beta disenchant or some shit right i think and, it feeds both markets like feeds both people yeah yeah and every time that i've been to an event that has a specific you know the chinese auction where you put your tickets in for a specific thing i have never ever won any of that just really you know, never 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 and and one of the one of those reasons is because i will like oh i want that one thing i will put all my tickets into that one thing i do the same and, thing and I then be clearly disappointed. You gotta see so you're picking you probably want like the good stuff, right? Like you want like you're like, oh, I see like Brasad altars on the and, like it's usually like, an altar. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Like, that's your problem. You gotta you gotta go for the second level fruit. And then you dump like a hundred or two hundred dollars worth of tickets into there. Home, you look, you don't get eight point five alpha pegasus by putting your tickets into Alters, okay. You I'm don't pretty do sure there's a warden that wants that card. Just saying. These, uh, so Sean, not Sean from out here. Um, Shane got a bunch of these. Like he has like a stack of them. Uh, I, I, more than twenty, I want to say. And I think he may have sent them off. And he brings these to every event as like his like. This is what I bring to the auction. So Try there's been pieces. one of these at like every event I've been to for two years now and this is the first one i've kept a hold of <laughs> nice uh, so the next time you go to an event i gotta send you 20 bucks to just put in the pot for one of those things i got you covered we'll get something going okay awesome <laughs> we'll so speaking going. of the one big thing um uh let's just like talk about the new glory con that's happening right yes i just, just announced that out. yeah just announced that the ticket sales are going to go on sale um october 22nd 1 p.m i'm gonna turn it all on we got drew tucker there drew tucker is going to do a um, unique piece and he's actually going to auction it off that day which is different than anything else that we've ever done <clears throat> uh half is going to go to him and half is going to go to the charity which is again i'm a big scouter so it's going to be split between uh 
the Cub Scout pack that I'm still a part of and was Cub Master for a long time and the uh, the Scout troop that I'm, I'm currently Scout Master of <clears throat> um, just to do some whatever the hell those Scouts want to do with. Um, the Scouts run the program and that's the that's yeah, that's why all my weekends are basically gone. And what I'll say for people who don't who've never been a part of Scouts or don't know what Scouts is like it's a lot of those kids they're prod like at to advance like to gain not rank but basically rank inside scouts like you have to do community service so a lot of like funding that really just funds like home like truly homegrown community run stuff uh like uh the one one of my friends was an eagle scout and he like redid an entire trail like a mile plus of trail uh for basically nothing his own hard work and plus some of mine so it was terrible uh but like that's that's where that money's going just in case anybody was curious about like oh am i like what am i actually funding but just yeah. go ahead go ahead yeah um my son is currently um so like we've been trying to schedule this for a couple weeks my son's eagle project is in eight days he's doing oh he's doing redoing the benches in our outdoor chapel and adding benches and a railing that goes down a grassy slope to where we do uh greek uh, not Greek, Creek full immersion baptisms, but yep. there's never been any place for anybody to, any of the old people to sit and see. So we're just adding like, you know, five benches, a hand railing. It's just going to be all manual digging. It's going to be some brutal work for the people that are going to volunteer for it, but um, it's yes. going to be awesome for the elderly that, you know, just want to see uh, people get baptized. Yeah, it's definitely the the eagle. I I never made it that far. I'll tell you a fun story about that. But the the eagle uh, the eagle scout part is uh, earned in blood for sure. A lot of sweat too. <laughs> Factual. I've never seen somebody not do like a physical project to get their eagle scout. Like I've never seen like something else. I've just seen like we dug a trench, like a really long trench, or like <laughs> you know what I mean, like shit like that. Yeah, we, yeah. We, like scouts in my unit have like. Oh, we're gonna like tear up everything in front of this VFW and replace it with all new, all new yeah. bush. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're gonna dig holes and put exercise equipment in this outdoor park. Like, it is just, it is. You're off. You're right. It is brutal, brutal work. And I was, I'll say two things. Uh, I was, we are probably done talking about magic at this point. But I never made it. I never made it well as a scout. I because I was at Tuckahoe for my first summer camp. And I pull out my pocket knife, right? Uh, and I'm from, like, I grew up in Dillsburg, so I just had a pocket knife. And they're like, do you have a pocket knife, like, uh, license? And I was like, I didn't say fuck, but I was like, what, in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck is, do I need a license for this knife for? <laughs> and that's when I knew I probably wasn't going to make it as a scout. That's, <laughs> like, the people were cool. I have no, I'm not, I have nothing bad to say about that, but I, like, couldn't handle the structure of it. That was my, I love the camping part though. So I, I, I've i just been having some conversations with uh, our, our cub pack and like part of being a scout master is realizing that there's a structure of rules with scouting. And just like what you experienced yeah. is, yeah. is, is there's these rules that you need this license, which is, which is totem chip. Um, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Okay. And so it's our job as leaders to be able to let the scouts do what they want and weed through the grasses of the rules that um, National Boy Scouts of America says we have to do. Um, because at the end of the day, if the program isn't 
super fun and exciting for the scouts to do, nobody's going to do it. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, the can't the the shit, what is it's uh the longer camp in the summer that is held up at Tuckahoe, it has a special name, or at least it used to. Um, yeah, that's just summer camp. They do a couple okay. of different sessions of that. Yeah. Yeah. That, I had a great time. Like, no doubt. Like, uh, good memories from from that stuff. Uh, yeah. It's just, I saw, I like, ever, learned that. Was were that? you ever at Camp Conewago? That's like in New Oxford. Just, uh-uh. I never went out. I never went out of state for it. Like, I got, I got out of scouts before that happened. Okay, because Camp Conewago is like the second oldest uh, scout camp in the entire country. It's like 20 acres. That's like 15 miles from me. It's the most primitive camping you could possibly imagine. And it's just so nostalgic for me because my scoutmaster back in 96 also played Magic. Um, So I would go camping to Conewago just so him and I could just jam magic game after magic game all day long. Let everybody, let all the other scouts, you know, run around, chop their fingers off without their, you know, their their pocket knife license. That was me. That was me. Like, just like, fuck, I cut myself again, guys. (laughs) Yeah. So where's where I'm sitting there, you know, trying to tap Adu and Oakenshield and uh, um, Hell's Caretaker to, you know, to, to bring back whatever. And he's trying to Royal Assassin my shit. Like that was the best fucking times of my life is what I remember. It's why, it's why I'm so hooked on old school magic. It's it's old school magic and scouting is just like, you know, hand in hand. That's just me. Um, yeah. I think a lot of guys probably learned how to play magic from, from the boy scouts, right? Like I wouldn't be surprised uh, at all. I played, we played magic, but it wasn't like a big thing. Like we would, um, we had a, I was part of the Dillsburg group and I'm going to mess up like, terminology here but we used to get together like bi-weekly maybe weekly at the firehouse in dillsburg because it was like a gymnasium more or less and it might still be i haven't been there in a very long time but and like it, it we weren't doing anything like relatively scout related it was just so like parents could get together and like have adult conversation and then kids could like act like little kids right like that's yeah. truly what it came down to um and maybe maybe like that was a committee meeting they did that upstairs sure i don't know sure it might have been like, kids, they just did whatever <laughs> yeah it, it it may have been like it's my memory is muddy of all those situations but i vividly remember having to go there uh on a regular basis to deal with it so but good yeah times. I, I think there's so many people in the old school space that totally feel the uh this the scout thing the nostalgia just lear- learning learning to play magic on the concrete or wherever it was just completely, you know, not on a tabletop and none of these cards meant anything at that point. Oh, yeah. 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 No zero sleeves. Just like on the, <laughs> on the cement, just doing shit. Oh yeah. Living, yeah. living lives, not a cell phone in sight. The, um, is there anything else magic related you want to talk about? No, no, no. Do you want to okay. talk about other things uh, like shift worker? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on uh i'll leave it running whatever fuck it the if people oh, want yeah, to listen yeah. past this point definitely, go ahead that's like an hour and, we're at hour and 20 i'll just make a note at the beginning like i'll be like hey you can just stop here hey what print shop do you work at i work at the sheridan press in hanover pennsylvania okay all right hold on i'm gonna pull that up in google maps real quick i like i think i would never go to hanover that often right because i lived like basically right up the road from tuckahoe 
but I feel like yeah, I know so, where so, that so is. So you're in Dillsburg. That's where yes. Lehigh lives. Yes. I live in I live in between Hanover and Lake Mead. Or Hanover and Dillsburg. I live in Lake Mead. Yes. Lake okay. Mead, okay. So for, for the people that are still listening, it's some bullshit like private community. We have a gate. We're better than everybody else. Yeah. Out, so. You're outside East Berlin. I know exactly where this is. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's Bermudian. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So I've always, I've always gone to Bermudian. My, my parents moved to, all right. So let's, all right. We're going to really rewind. My let's grandmother rewind. moved in there in 78. Um, private community built their own house, and then my parents moved in there in 82, one year after I was born. Got it. Okay. And then, so I've been a, what um, the local police will call lake rat uh, my entire life. <clears throat> I moved, my wife uh, also went to school at Bermudian. Okay. And then we met in my, I'll say junior year. Hopefully she doesn't listen and I messed that up, but I'm pretty we're sure good. we're good. We're good. This we're good there. <laughs> There's no way we'll, she's... Be, we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so we actually like bought our first house in South Hanover and South yes. Hanover for like, you know, people that are in that area, Maryland people are fucking assholes and they move across the line just to avoid the taxes that Maryland has. Right. Correct. Yeah, yes. It, dude. Yeah. Okay. And that where we bought that house in South Hanover, it was filled with fucking assholes and people that just just couldn't like they work in Fredericksburg, <laughs> but they would drive, they would live with you and then just yeah, you just down like back an back, hour yeah. plus. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're just terrible human beings. And like we would live there for nine months, said fuck that, sold that house, and and then we moved back into you Lake. Moved in. Yeah. I, so dude, it was nice living that close to the border of Maryland because you could buy Everclear. So we would we used to like drive down from Schismer, we go straight down fucking 15. Immediately as soon as you cross the border, there's that uh one store. I want to say it's a Native American store, but it's like right are you across down 15 the border. or are you down that, 81. You go, down 81. No, hold on. No, down, down 81. Fi- okay, down, then I've never down gone 15. down 81. Um, where hold on. I'll I, I always I'll drive that. down 15 and I hit that first beer store across the border. And if you go down South Hanover, it's Peter's. It's down um, okay. 81. It's down 81. It's uh Yeah. I'm further away than 81. I never go that way. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, down you're 81. definitely right. Like you, you cross the border, get the good alcohol at the cheap price, and then come back. You just out. literally, literally you can pull a U-turn right there and drive straight across. And usually there's police sitting on both sides because they yeah. already fucking know the deal. They're just like Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I I was down at the one um just past the border on 15, and there was a guy loading up what Natty Light, just case after case. It was skid, and then just like right back up across the border. No, no fucks to give. None, none. It's <laughs> like, dude, you're. I thought Pennsylvania like drinking laws would have gotten better over the last twenty years, but like when I turned twenty one, I had to go in Shippensburg. I was living across from a bar, so my twenty first birthday was on a Sunday. So for in order for me to drink on a Sunday at midnight, midnight oh one. I walked across the street to Maxi's, which is the name of the bar. And I was like, I would like to purchase two six packs. And I purchased those six packs and I walked outside, set them down, walked back inside. I was like, I would like to purchase another two six packs because you can't purchase four six packs at once in a bar, but you can buy two, walk outside, set them on the ground, walk back in, buy two, and then leave. 
and like everybody's cool like it's like that's normal that's normal normal shit normal shit so 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 currently they changed the laws and you can actually buy um beer and wine in a grocery store now oh okay that's i wasn't around when that changed you can only buy it's something stupid like 207 ounces at a shot it is so stupid but again Everybody knows that law. You walk in, you buy it, you walk, you take it back out to your yeah, truck. Drive out your, and you go back in. You're like, hey, <laughs> you just come back me in again. And buy Nobody cares. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm still surprised ABC's like uh, state liquor stores are around too. I mean, like I know it's lucrative for the state, but like I don't know. It's it's one of the weird things where like if I go back uh, to the East Coast, like it throws me for a loop. Like I I know it exists, but like out here you can buy. You can buy shit fucking wherever. It's not. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's like I don't know. every single state around Pennsylvania. I, I I hope somebody hits us up on Twitter and just like no, no, it, it's just as stupid in in this state. Or I I keep saying Twitter. I just had this argument with my son. It's not Twitter, Dad. It's X. It's X now. I'm still calling it Twitter because I'm never gonna I'm never gonna change from that. That's it's because we're grumpy old men and we're never gonna change, right? I mean, probably, but like the, it's just when you say X, it's uh the the sound of like saying the word X or the letter X, like Twitter, right? Uh, like how you say it, it allows it to flow. Where if you say X, that's more of like a stopping sound. This is hard to describe what I'm trying to say, but the sa- the physical sound of saying X, uh, makes you not want to say it, right? Uh, whereas like, because it ignore what i'm just ignore i will write this out at some point and figure it out but not <laughs> even not even inebriated just drinking waters just drinking waters we're gonna make eye, ta- eye contact yes. and say x x like it just uh, it, it just lends itself to like not saying anything after that you're like x I'm like oh cool dude the um i'm sad i'm not gonna get to come out to you this year my choice was come see you or go to vegas i chose vegas only because like, your event wasn't scheduled yet, but it's two weeks apart. Vegso was out at my last Warcon. Yes. Um, we we talked to each other like, hey, he's booking it this weekend. I'm booking it this weekend. We both agreed that we don't think we're really competing for the same um players. Just me. Just me. <laughs> and that's fine, like. You haven't gone to – you didn't go to Vexo's event last year. No, I did. I did go last year because it worked out. Go. I flew in Saturday morning and flew – I was there oh, less than 24 right. hours. Right. I was like, just did one of those. Yeah, you the, just did the animal thing. Yeah. It just – and I'm staying a little bit longer this time just because the wife said she'll go with me this time. Oh. But, yeah, that's that changes the math. I want to come back out. So I know this year's going to be GloryCon. Next year you're going to go back to a non-GloryCon event. Like an anti, yeah. maybe not anti, but something similar to like an off, an off rules event. Yeah. So what I was just telling you about that, uh, um, that bullshit, uh, uh, bridal event thing that yeah. I went to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That perfect event. That that a venue is too nice for Magic players to play in. I don't know what I'm gonna do there, but like I called and I was like, hey, I want to do a Friday Saturday event. And he's like, oh, that that sounds like a, a wedding thing. You know, it'll cost you four grand. I'm like, well. What if it wasn't you, a wedding? <laughs> right. But but like, then I started like talking to him. I was like, well, if 
initially I was like, it's going to be a five hour event for five, for 500 bucks. And then I was like, well, if I just book the Saturday afternoon for $500, what are you going to do Saturday morning and Friday night? Well, just another $500 event. So why don't I just like book everything for $1,500 and call it a day? And he's like, oh yeah. Okay, fine. You can do it for $1,500. So I can have that place for $1,500. It is too nice. I think I want to make everybody dress up fancy. Okay. But but I just don't know what kind of theme I can throw that into old school. Can we just have a bonfire? Can we... Can we go out to a cornfield and then take a little bit of gasoline and a bunch of old scrap wood that we found on the farm? I mean, fire? shit, I know. Can we like, do that? I know. Can we dozens, get back to grassroots shit? Okay. All right. <laughs> I know dozens of people that we can do that with. All right. Get a little uh, corn whiskey. Yes. Yes. But like actually having a, you know, a place to play in that you're comfortable with, like, you know, uh, uh, again, the air conditioning in the summer, you know, whatever. Yeah, it'll be sweaty. It'll be sweaty. Okay, <laughs> good. All right. Because I'm trying to think. So, like, here's a. Uh, I talk with, about this with other people, but like, there's like an embarrassment of riches with regards to European events, right? Like, there's a European event basically every weekend from here until eternity. Yes. And 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 they're all high quality events. And in America, we have a bunch of events, right? Uh, but they're not as many, and. For whatever reason, like we are not like they are the Europeans. I know that they're different countries and different people, but they have gotten very good at somehow miraculously deconflicting, with the exception of one event, well, two events technically, but on the same weekend, they've all deconflicted themselves. So where you can literally go every weekend if you really wanted to, you're not going to be like, oh, I have, with the exception of um, Arvika slash the World Championship Team Uni- like Unified. Those are on the same weekend, but everything else is like spread itself out. Um, and, and pre-COVID, the U.S. Yeah. was like that. I yeah. actually like like trying to shoehorn GloryCon in for the first time was really hard in the American schedule. And for whatever reason, after COVID happened, you know, TOs have dropped off. I don't I don't know what has happened. Um, I know the Beast or not the Beast. Um, the lords are more underground and there are definitely more communities that and, and in all honesty like when i held glorycon 2 years ago right the second one mm-hmm. it was very early in the aftermath of the pandemic and where i was not requiring um masks or covid shots or whatever else that was going on right. and there was some backlash on it because it was not accepted yet and there's many communities in the United States that just said, you know what? Fuck that. I don't need to deal with that. We have enough of our own people. We're just going to play, you know, you know, at John Bing's house and just go go to town. Yeah. Just like six or eight dudes who just play like on the weekends in the middle yeah. of Ohio. And most of us have played kitchen table magic for forever. So that's perfectly normal. Um, I, I, I think we as a... a you know, the United States as a whole needs to just open up and do those things more. Uh, I've had that conversation at Chalice with a couple other. I went to Chalice one year. Um, yeah. And I had that conversation with a couple other TOs that. Um, I'm on the stance that. Every old school club should host 
an open event. Okay. Okay, and I think that's that's something that's in the pack rules to be a pack club member. Is I it? think I don't know. I've never looked. Is that you're supposed to host a open event? If you host a open event, you can hold as many private events as you want, and hmm. just invite only stuff. But our community that has been growing for year after year after year, if we only do invite only stuff, it is going to shrink and shrink and shrink. Because while you, you know, while I might be able to get 16 dudes to play in a cabin in bumfuck nowhere, Pennsylvania, eventually one of those dudes is going to sell off his stuff to buy one of his kids his first car. Yeah, I'm never going to see that guy again. It's going to shrink. It's 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 a finite amount. If you don't have that open invite, if you don't open that up to the Facebooks, the Twitters, hey, come here. I'm going to host you. It's cold in Gettysburg, but whatever. Like, it's not that bad. I'm trying to tell people that shit. I'm like, it's not that fucking bad. Like, it's really no. It's not. It's not because Pennsylvania is right in the middle of the uh, the frost line. So it's 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 never really snowy. It might snow, but it's not. It's it's like once every like I think ninety three or ninety five was like the last big blizzard that I remember. But oh yeah, were you a part of those things? Yeah, I was. I was. I was young, so that was like fucking awesome. I like <laughs> loved it. But I'm sure my parents fucking thought it was terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, because the parents were worried about digging out the driveway where you and I were like just like sledding out. I was back. like, yep, oh. guess we're going sledding. Yep, fuck it, we're done here. Fourth day in a row, we're out of school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, hundred percent. Oh man, the. I'm, I need to make like a concerted effort to come out and see you guys. What I want to do is take like a longer period of time, come out, do an event with you guys, and then like go relive my quote unquote glory days, AKA like go up to Dillsburg. I heard like Paul's pancake barn that, um, that used to be like on 15. Uh, yeah. like I heard that's like a, like a, like not, that's not what it is anymore. It's something else. I used to get yeah. trashed at that bar all the time. It's a brewery. It's like uh, there's a devil's face on the side of that bar now. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it's a brewery now. Yes, because that that place is less than a mile from where my house was. So I used to like fucking just tough it up and like drive there and then walk home and then like, I'll get my car tomorrow because like it's only a mile. It's not that bad, right? Like, but didn't like back in the heyday, didn't they operate Paul's Pan- Pancake Barring as like a. Uh, Hey, the it's gonna stay open till four a.m. So everybody that gets out of the bar at two a.m. can just come eat and then pass out at home. So I've been there a few times where the kitchen somebody was still in the kitchen at like one or two in the morning. But that's when I called it quits. I'm sure that they quote unquote closed, but didn't close. They probably just turned out the lights. And the and, <laughs> and I mean and like turn, turned them back on. Yeah, I mean I'm sure they like um. That hotel, that motel chain that's right there, this girl I went to high school with, whose name is Artie Patel, her family owned that thing. Um, I, I don't so. know. It doesn't it mean, yeah, it's probably like done for, but. Yeah, it's it's still there. I think it, it, it's it's some kind of road in or something. Yeah, I don't even, I mean, I can't even believe I pulled that name out of my, out of my ass, but like, I don't know, who knows? It's pretty that crazy. That 84 stuff. lumber that's just up from there is still there, still functional. Really? What? I've all the other 84 lumbers just like close all around us, and that one's still open. It's that's kind of insanity to me. Is that little strip mall still to the right, like strip mall to the right of uh, 
aka old pan, old pancake house like old oh, pancake yeah, barn. That's, that's still that's there. Yeah. Jesus. There, yeah, I gotta come back. Same, I gotta uh, go back and saw sharpening place in that thing forever. Yep. Yes. Uh that dude used to sharpen lawnmower blades for my dad. So yeah, I know. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like like everybody that's listened to this, like you guys really lived out in the sticks, didn't you? Like you're talking about it, like But it's not. It's right on fifteen like that's what like it's hard to describe, but like um Pennsylvania, here's how I describe Pennsylvania, and I I've taken classes on like the politics of Pennsylvania for my first undergraduate. It's Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and like Alabama all in between, right? Like Pennsylvania. Like Berks County. Like people like like fuck dude. Berks County like probably still is like a little backwoods, even though it's 2023. But like where like uh, this is hard to my friends, like we still got off the first day of deer season when I was in high school and I went to high school until 2003. Right, like they still get it oh, oh yeah yeah that, that that's not changing anytime soon yes they while i was in high school they got rid of the the they they made the rule that we couldn't keep guns in our cars because we used to be able to do that and like yeah, okay yeah, yeah 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 since yeah there's there's some things that happened in there right but like i i vividly remember like days in high school where like dudes would be late to school because they like were bagging deer or like there were just like shotguns in the back of the truck and you're just like yeah it's whatever it's whatever and that yeah, changed normal. but like but it was fairly normal for the majority of my childhood career but yeah anyhow yeah, same same yes okay i'm gonna end this podcast at this point but, when did you uh when did you graduate high school 2003 graduated shippensburg 2007 Okay. Okay. I graduated high school in '99. Yeah, I there's definitely. I think me and Levi are closer in age. What's weird is, um, me and Levi never met each other, and we're closer in age, and he lives in Dillsburg, and that's kind of weird because we would have. Well, he lived in he lived in Spring Grove and went to Spring Grove for. Oh, okay. There it is. That's why I was like, why do I not know you? Like we met at Chalice, and I was like, but why don't we know each other? Because the school (laughs) was small enough that you would know each other. Yeah, you were off by four years. Yeah, you were at Dillsburg. I was at Bermudian, and he was in uh, Spring Grove. Grove. And probably anything you did magic-related happened in Carlisle. Like, anything magic-related for me at that point in my life happened at the kitchen table or, like, you know what I mean? It was not in a a shop. Comics Comics Connection at the Camp Hill Mall. Okay, in the Camp Hill Mall, which was just north of you. And then Levi and I actually met South in Hanover in okay. uh, Comics Universe. Okay. I mean, I know yeah. that shop. Like, I, I know of that shop. Yeah, and, and I know of the shop that you're talking about. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I often So close wonder... to each other and never, like, actually pushing right. back. It's crazy. And it's not that big of a... Like, it's, it's not like we, like, live in New York City, right? Like, where there's, like, millions of people... There's probably a million people if you included all three of those townships together. Maybe, maybe. If that, yeah, yeah, yeah. If right, like probably closer to seven fifty or five hundred. The so it's just insane to me, right? Like, but I used to drive to like Mechanicsburg. Like, I worked in Carlisle, so my dad used to work for uh, Dickinson College in Carlisle, right? Like, he worked for that school. Uh, my mom used to work at the hospital in Carlisle, uh, which I assume is still there. And then she later worked for the War College. Uh, at their like uh on base medical stuff yeah that's Um, definitely yeah 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 the war college ain't going nowhere that'll keep that place alive forever the um 
so that's like i would work in carlisle and do stuff like that's where if i was going to like travel somewhere it would just be to carlisle because i just knew enough about the area as opposed to going like towards mechanicsburg sometimes we go to harrisburg just because it's relatively there but that was like the big city which harrisburg is not a big city but in my mind it was right like <laughs> in my mind that's the big city too <laughs> it, it, like okay but like all right I, I will end this when I'm done talking about this part, but like, dude, I would not like Harrisburg was like where you could get in trouble when I, that's what I thought of like in high school. Like, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, we would go like do some dumb fucking shit, but like in, like in the woods, right. Like you could easily have lost easily have lost a hand. Nobody cared. Like I had a cop roll up on me once when I was out in the game lands doing something dumb. And he was like, stop being dumb. Go home. I was like, yes. Yeah. Right. But if you were to go to Harrisburg, I'd be like, oh, there's probably drugs there. Like, I'm not going, I can't go to Harrisburg. Something yeah. bad will happen. <clears throat> I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I know Levi actually lived there with his, uh, his current wife, um, there for a good stint of time and, and actually spent a lot of time in Harrisburg, like bar hopping and, and, yeah. and you learn your way around to be an actual, like, you know, not get arrested human being. <laughs> but, but, but like being just in the boondocks of what you just said like just hamming the yeah. game land screwing around you'll never get arrested there no no <laughs> no, no, no 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 like the okay um for the three people who are still listening at this point this is like we're almost at two hours but the this in pennsylvania there are state game lands so like this is a place where you can go and hunt shoot guns um I used to blow stuff up. Like, I used to, like, literally make explosives, allegedly, and then blow them up in this area because this is probably the safest place to do it. Uh, you could – and, like, there would be co- – cops would come out there because they're not idiots, right? But, like, they would never arrest you. They'd just be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, well – and they'd be like, just go. Like, I don't, I don't want like, to – Yeah. Just stop it. Just stop. Just go <laughs> – just stop it. It's like as long as you weren't doing something dumb during hunting season, right? Now it's yeah. probably like the number one place to go get shot by your neighbor during hunting season because everybody who doesn't know a, a farmer who has private land is in that game lands, and that's yeah, a shoot, and dude. That's a shooting alley. October. Yeah, those people don't actually shoot anything. You really need to know a farmer to actually get in any game. Yeah, I I agree with that statement one hundred percent. But like you could. Have you ever done the Gettys? Have you ever done the drawing at Gettysburg to hunt on the actual battlefield? No, and actually, Tuckahoe actually does that too. Tuckahoe does drawings now too, dude. I remember. I might be wrong about this. But when I first started hunting, I thought Tuckahoe was like, you just had to ask permission. Like as long as the camps weren't going on, like you were, and you like checked in, you were okay. No, I'm sure like, they changed that. They like schedule like this is the one or two hunting days that you can come onto the property and really? just shoot whatever you want. Okay. And for those that are watching, like the word um like Camp Tuckahoe, Tuckahoe in whatever Indian language it is means the the land of the deer and the fawn. There are deer everywhere through that place. Oh yeah. Uh Pennsylvania's mismanaged its deer population. like here, we can talk about this for sure. Pennsylvania's mismanaged its deer populations, right? Like and so uh, if you've ever like deer on the East coast are much like they're a bigger whitetail, but they are not as big as they once were because we are over harvesting the wrong population. Right. Like we should increase unless something has changed. The antler count whenever I was hunting, there was three on one side was good. Like you were good to shoot for an antler deer. 
and like and don't you get like one or two doe tags but it's just people have been like hitting the top off of these populations and it's just like button bucks and shut shit running around it is it is yeah it is but but again like to your previous statement if you don't know a farmer that actually has you know the crop tags or the red tags whatever they yep. are um and when you go onto a farmer's land like you can just shoot whatever the hell's there because mm-hmm. it's crop damage it's crop damage so yeah absolutely <clears throat> and dude there's some i saw some big bucks on on certain like i feel like they were cultivating but it is what it is like because you I, as far as i remember you can't like in texas i've hunted i hunted a little bit in texas i've not done any hunting in years but in texas you can uh you can run feeders right so you set your feeder turn on at like sunrise five minutes before sunrise right feeder goes off the deer are already preconditioned so they walk up and you're just like all right point at your target engage you're like dude you're done like it's shoot it's target practice it's not hunting right like yeah you just i don't know it's it's a very different type of hunting i'll say that it's the same thing in pennsylvania like you can do that now oh no i had i had an uncle that had a property just north of tuckahoe okay and that's what he would do he would just set a feeder up and he could just get his normal uh state license you know state buck tag and just because it was just past his his uh property line which was state game lands and he would just he would just ping off whatever he wanted to God, as long okay. as he had a tag for it you know sure yeah yeah interesting okay i'm gonna stop this we don't have to stop talking but i'm gonna cut this because i don't think anybody wants to hear any more about pennsylvania <laughs> hunting <laughs> the worst <laughs> the um what are your your sh- all right hope you enjoyed the episode GloryCon this year is going to be January 26, 27 in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. The link to sign up will be in the show notes. I think registration opens on the 22nd of October. Some other breaking news from uh, DFB is that the Winter Derby is going to be Swedish this year. Uh, and then LobsterCon 2024 will be September 2021. All right. Pretty big news. Enjoy. Bye.